Welcome one, welcome all to episode 186 of the Xbox Expansion Pass recorded on Saturday, July 15th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan, and honored as well to be joined by PTK Blam, host of The Shop podcast and in this episode we have an incredible amount of news as the ftc has officially lost their trial and appeal against microsoft allowing the activision blizzard blizzard merger to go forward mostly we also had an id at xbox showcase this week and it was impressive as well as a third-party game streaming service now on its way to xbox as always we hope you enjoy the show logan we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm back from all my vacations. Vacation Logan is done. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're back, ready to get in some news. It's been a it's been a, a heck of a week trying to catch up in the last couple of days of like what's been going on in the game news for like last week. So I am I'm ready. I'm I'm here to do this. I'm I'm glad that you had a good trip. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Logan was at Sea of Thieves Fest. He was traversing London, meeting developers, talking to crewmates, uh, and it was fun to live vicariously through you. Uh, in your absence, Logan, uh, Baron from Level One Gaming, uh, yeah. Joseph Moran from the Trophy Room uh, jumped yeah. in, and that was fun. Yeah, he's all. Hmm. <laughs> and this week, that laugh you hear is Mr. PTK Blam, host of the Shop Podcast, a man who has been kind enough to welcome me on me onto his show uh, a number of times blam welcome to xcp how you doing man i'm good thank you for inviting me first of all thank you you and logan you guys are freaking amazing one of the one of the few shows i keep up with but i'm glad to be here like he said he got a lot to talk about it's been a crazy week um but yeah i'm happy to be here man i'm ready to get into it oh me too dude me too it has been uh a, quite a week in in all the senses of the word yes definitely uh, <laughs> so that's so that's fun uh but guys we always start the show with words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better logan uh who has made your gaming week better it's it, dude florine mueller over on twitter uh <laughs> i just i just got done listening to like a wrap up of all the the cma stuff that's been going on like they had a twitter space going out mm-hmm. uh the dude has just been like covering the ABK deal so, so stellarly. Like it's it's just been, it's been absolutely killer, uh, deserves all the kudos for sticking with this deal because if not for their account, as well as like Hogue laws and stuff, man, Mm -hmm. they're breaking this stuff down. And then I'm like, I'm I'm like, I'm reading the, the, the English version Mm -hmm. through Tom Warren's stuff and Mm -hmm. like Destin Legary stuff. So like, but, Florian Mueller has been like absolutely killing it. Just it's thank you for for taking the time to to do this. I know it's content for you and you're you're hopefully getting a lot of uh, uh, follows and stuff for this kind of stuff. But it's a lot of gamers that are, are jumping in on this and we need experts like him to to be able to jump on to really kind of help with this stuff and understand it all. Yeah, mine's very similar. It's Derek Strickland and Rebecca Valentine there who I've been leaning on. Yeah, uh, to help translate a lot of this because uh, 
not a lawyer, not even a Twitter <laughs> lawyer, despite having a Twitter account, not a lawyer. Um, and, and so thought everybody had a, I thought everybody had a lawyer's license or a law to, you know, license to practice on Twitter. It, it, it comes with, with Twitter blue. Yeah, oh. it comes with Twitter blue. You got to pay. Oh, but that's, what that's the is. trick. Okay. Did, yeah. they, did they send you the wig? Because I didn't pay for it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the wig is extra, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Like Twitter blue plus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Derek Strickland and Rebecca Valentine are my shout outs. Uh, they, they've helped me make sense uh, of quite a bit of this, uh, which has been great. Brad Sams as well. Um, yeah. His YouTube mm-hmm. channel has been, been invaluable. Uh, really appreciate him as well. Um, normal and and then one more word of kindness not related to FTC. Last night, uh, we did a pa- uh, patron. We just played. We just played like a, we jumped in our Discord. We played Exo Primal uh, with Clint Coombs and Kevin and you and myself, and that was so much fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that was fun. Great game, uh, great game. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about. It. We are gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blam. Uh, not to put you on the spot, man. Do you have any people that have made your gaming weeks better? Um, shout out to Phil Spencer and uh, Satya and 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 everybody at Microsoft. Shout out to Judge Corley too, right? Like we got to make sure we give mm-hmm. her for some reasoning, right? You know, the the adult showed up in the room and you know did the right <laughs> thing. So, um, yeah. So I, I would say Judge Corley, honestly, <laughs> probably my big, you know. So she made it happen. No, yeah. So I, I would say Judge Corley, but yeah, it's just it's been an amazing week, man. Just just want to get into all of this. I'm like busting at the seams to talk about it, bro. But I would say that that's the the one I would say Hogue too, just just to give some th- throw yeah. somebody give the, give give somebody their flowers. Hogue for sure. I've been keeping up with Hogue as much as possible. He yeah. hasn't been as consistent as Florian, you know, because Hogue with the health issues. But right. every time he posts something, I'm on it, you know. So uh, I would say Hogue. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Hogue Law, good people, good, uh, good people listed all. Uh, and it's really nice to see that Hogue is getting kind of better and able yeah, to participate definitely. in this because you know it would have been. It would have been tough for him if he couldn't say anything. Exactly. <laughs> he, exactly. He'd, he'd have been a bulldog, man, if he was in, in <laughs> if he didn't have that that uh, the health issues and stuff, man. Like <sighs> in the hospital with his phone. I'm going live. <laughs> <laughs> the nurse yeah. is like trying to grab the phone and rip it away from. You're him. in surgery. Do you know sir. what this deal means? Get away from yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, last week in the in the change up of our format, uh, I neglected to read off our patron list. Uh, Logan, and that's not fair to them. And so I want to give our tier two and three shout outs, their shout outs this week. Uh, for any listener, you guys can support XEP financially uh, by going to patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass means the absolute world helps tremendously in ways that you probably don't even realize. Uh, so please consider supporting us over there. Uh, we've hit a bunch of milestones of late and, and that's pretty darn cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read our tier two and three shout outs, Logan, if you're ready to lip sync this bad boy. <clears throat> Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cipher, Xbox Skittle, African, aka Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, aka The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys so much for supporting XEP. Uh, financially, that means the absolute world. Uh, I'm having a blast pl- uh, chatting in our Discord every week. It continues to be uh, a good time, and so we appreciate you. Um, also want to 
Uh, actually, you know what? I'll talk about that later in the show. I have a cool little project for everybody if they want to do it. Um, but I'll talk about that later in the show. Boys, FTC trial. It's, <laughs> it's, t- it's too big a topic. It can't be held back. Yeah, yeah. The, the deal is done. The deal is done. Uh, Judge Corley uh, stated very clearly that Microsoft had, had won their case. The FTC did not provide proper evidence. The FTC then um, asked for an appeal. Judge Corley denied it, and it was sent to the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit very quickly denied uh, the request for an injunction, and Microsoft is now free to close the Activision Blizzard merger Uh in the United States, thus meaning that everywhere in the world it has been passed, save for the UK, where the CMA is kind of standing in opposition. The CMA has come out uh, and they've said that they are going to work to kind of make amends and <laughs> see if they can't clean some stuff up because they were an outlier in uh, in a global perspective, and that doesn't look good for them. And the question was asked, you know, would Microsoft push through without the UK, push through the deal, and then deal with it in the aftermath? Uh, not a hundred percent clear exactly what's going to happen on that. However, it would not necessarily set a good precedent for Microsoft if they pushed through. Uh, but Activision agreed to uh, allow the deal to go past July 18th, so and keep kind of the same terms, so they could kind of clean up the CMA stuff uh, going on. Essentially, what this means is they're not going to have to renegotiate the deal to get this to go through worldwide. Uh, and in large part, it's pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, the Ninth Circuit was kind of the last hurdle that realistically could have stopped this from happening. And that was very quickly dismissed. So in short, gentlemen, uh, Activision Blizzard will be part of Microsoft uh, pretty darn soon. I am glad this is done. <laughs> on the sense that as an Xbox content creator, that was the capacity in which I talked about. It. I have no stake in this argument. Uh, um, I don't think I gain or lose anything personally if Activision does or doesn't go through uh, with with it. But as a content creator, I'm glad we have new steps uh, in place. And I'm curious to see kind of what the future holds. Uh, Blame as our guest, I'll invite you. Do, is there a, a kind of a gut check reaction to, to finding out this news? Um, First things first. I'm glad it's over as well, right? I think I think there's a collective sigh on Twitter, right? Um, when that deal came down, that you know that that um, that they shot down the injunction and everything. So I think it's it's been this long saga. It's really been a, a circus, I would say, more so than actual court case, right? Um, you know, because the FTC, the CMA, they've stood on their own this entire time as a lone opposition. Well along with Sony as well, uh, uh, you know, as the sole opposition of this entire deal. So I'm definitely glad it's over with. I'm super excited. Like you said, I, I'm not invested. I don't have any stocks in Microsoft and or Xbox, so I'm not g- gaining anything. But it's nice to see this deal go through because it's not just about video games. And I, I think that's the big thing that um, I, I've always highlighted about this deal. It's about tech versus politics. And mm-hmm. I think some people forgot about that. That's what the issue was. It has nothing to do with video games. It's about you know, these political bodies, you know, trying to move into the space, the tech space and dictate what goes on there. And um, a deal like this, Xbox was on the table. This is something that the FTC saw and said, hey, we can make an example out of Microsoft if we, you know, if we win this case, because that was their whole mission. They didn't they didn't really care about where these games go. They don't care about none of that. Their, mm-hmm. their goal was to make an example out of Microsoft. You're, you're not going to just do whatever you want to do in this space. So I'm glad, like I said earlier, Judge Corley, 
And that, by the way, if anybody wants to know, they picked Judge Corley. The FTC, that was their judge. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't somebody Microsoft picked or they had any, that was their judge. So um, I'm glad the adult stepped in the room and got things squared away and made sure this deal was done the proper way because the entire industry was behind the deal from day one, Luke. I mean, how many mm-hmm. tweets did we see after the deal was announced from other publishers, from other developers, from Take Two, Ubisoft saying that they were 100% behind the deal? Hell, even the people that make the consoles, AMD and NVIDIA said, we're good. We're mm-hmm. fine. Nintendo, we're fine. We're good. The only opposition was the CMA and Sony. So um, I'm glad this happened, bro. I'm so glad, so happy. Um, in the most selfish way as a gamer, uh, Game Pass, man. I'm, I'm so glad to see a lot of these, these games coming to Game Pass and having mm-hmm. access to these games. On top of, let's not forget the human element, Luke, because people forget about that too. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is finally going to be gone. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me too. You know, a lot of people get caught up in the console war stuff, but ultimately that company was not going in the right direction, Luke. And I think people forgot about that throughout this case because of the whole console war thing. We forgot about the people that were working there that were getting treated like a boys club. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the biggest thing for me. Yes, Kotick is going to get his golden parachute, but that's the easiest way to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Give him his money, go send him on his way and let him go do his thing on his own. But I'm excited. All those things are positive. Um, Game Pass is a good thing for my wallet. Hopefully, we get to see some of these other studios pull away from COD and do all these other things that they have available to do, rather than mm-hmm. have the entire the entire studio, the entire studio, the entire your your entire uh, studio base working on one game. So I'm excited. It's too many positives to go over. I know you guys are going to get into it too, but uh, I'm really really excited that this is happening, man. Finally, finally, fully agree. Game Pass is going to be a topic of, of debate there. Now I'm curious, Logan, did you? Uh, see kind of the grilling that Lena Khan was put through by lawmakers after this. Did you catch any oh, of those yeah. videos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean the barbecue? That's what that was. That was, it, that was a, watching a, a live hibachi. It was, it was wild to watch for me because those are not good people that were grilling her. <laughs> and not. still, I, if for some reason, I'm rooting for them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yikes. Um, no. I this this was a little bit of an overstepping of bounds. I'm sorry. She she came in with uh and and at full disclosure, my political you know party is is Democrat. So I'm I'm all for like them looking to try and do things that are more consumer friendly or or, or more. It does, but that aside, this was an overstep of bounds. This was like a clear like we're going after big tech. And that bugs the hell out of me, man. Like I'm I'm fine with them doing that kind of scrutiny for just about everything, but. There was no argument to had. They walked up at the podium. Jim Ryan handed them all the little cards that they had to read from. They read the cards. And finally, thankfully, Corley was like, yo, this isn't like a this is not like what you think it actually is. Like, could you find a a fight that's actually valid where there is a big dog soaking up too much of the stuff? And like, actually, like, yes, Microsoft's a big name. Yes, this is a sixty nine billion dollar deal. They are not the leaders in the market. If Sony was doing this. I think a lot more people would be like, whoa, 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 right. chill out. You got a lot of you, like this is going to put Call of Duty like exclusive onto Sony. They have no qualms about doing that because they're already making content deals for that and kind of and and I I you know Blam said everything I wanted to say and did it really well. So I'm not going to rehash any of that. But yeah, watching <laughs> watching Con like sit there and have to and and you know there were points where she's like kind of smirking. She's hiding that smirk and she's like, you guys are, are just kind of being like real, real jerks about this. And they were, they were most definitely being jerks about this. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like watching Elizabeth Warren 
like root for Khan in this situation when Warren has <laughs> has absolutely no idea about what's going on in this entire deal, but knows that it's big tech and big mm-hmm. tech needs to be broken up. Uh, that's just like that's just politics. I hate that. That's just it just makes me sick because it's not actually doing what the FTC's job is, which is caring about consumers. Mm-hmm. As guilty as I think uh, social media is of of giving gamers a platform to speak about things they don't know, uh, we saw politicians do the exact same thing. Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, in this case, and so um, you know, well, I don't know Judge Corley in any way, shape, or form. It was nice to kind of read the documents and see very clearly that like uh, they were systematically eliminating things based on fact and evidence, and and that was appreciated, uh, particularly in the wording. Um, now, a lot of things are going to take place uh, after the CMA deal gets finalized, whether they output uh, their cloud-based services to a UK company. I think EE is the one that they're mentioning, mm-hmm. which we've talked mm-hmm. about on this show before. That was one of the, the 10-year deals that Microsoft had signed earlier uh, some months ago. Whether they do make concessions to allow the, the CMA to clear it as well. Um, What's going to happen then is kind of an evaluation of redundancies. When this deal started, Activision was roughly 10,000 employees. And at this time, my understanding is it's around 17,000 employees. Uh, Microsoft proper is trimming. Activision is likely going to be trimmed as well because you'll have redundant uh, programs. While it will be similar to Bethesda in... Uh, you know, you are going to be able to operate partially on your own. There are going to be some systems that get uh, cleaned up, HR, uh, logistics, payments, that kind of stuff. Um, they were going to, in all likelihood, with all precedent set from Bethesda, honor any existing contracts that are in place. Uh, but then there will come an evaluation of, all right, what can we do with our our newly owned IP? What can we put into Game Pass uh, immediately? What can we set up to go into Game Pass when things are done? like when deals have been honored accordingly uh, and what projects are already in the works, how far along are they? I'm curious boys, exactly what lessons from uh, in exile obsidian from then Bethesda uh, a la Redfall uh, and Starfield, what lessons will be uh, learned and put into place with Activision games there. Uh, There's a lot coming that yeah. to me is going to be fun to track. It'll be interesting to see, you know, will they make a game pass push this holiday on the back of Forza, on the back of Starfield, on the back of Activision catalog? I have to imagine. Yes. Logan. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think so as well, too. I I, th- yeah. I just think that there's so. And the one thing I, I, I love that you brought this up, Luke, because people think it's just, oh, all of a sudden the deals in place, the inks and everything just works. There's going to be a long integration here. Right. Like you said, there's a lot of HR stuff to do and mm-hmm. people have to understand. I know we're excited. I, I get it. I want to be in La La Land, too, and just think that everything's going to click right away and we're going to get this stuff right away. But please, please, please hold out a little bit because it's going to be some integration, like you said. This is not just 17,000 employees. There's a lot to clean up here. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that too as well too. Luke, the Game Pass push, we've already heard that. There was a rumor before their their showcase that if the deal had gotten done prior to the showcase, that it would have been a part of the showcase. They would have made like a big Game Pass push. So do they do that right away, Luke? Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like something that would be easy to do, but who knows? Once again, I don't know, you know, if they have it set up to already drop all of that stuff in the game pass. So I think that's probably the biggest question, because that's the that's the biggest thing. Once this deal 
you know, we finally started to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Game Pass was the first question everybody thought of. Oh, now all of these games are coming to Game Pass. So that I think the integration is going to take a little bit longer than people think it's going to. We may not get a, a batch right away. It may take a few months before we get our first batch of Activision games. Hmm. Logan, what about you? I, I know that Game Pass is planned out like a year to two years in advance. Like we know that their schedule is set like games are dictated based on when they need to get slotted into game pass sometimes mm -hmm. with like their releases and stuff like that so i you know we saw pretty quickly with the bethesda deal a lot of old titles got dropped right into the library i would not be surprised if this happened as well too this was going to be something that really bolsters pc game pass which i think is kind of the the weaker of the two versions mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that a lot of the activision a lot of the uh the blizzard back catalog the content that is already available but you know it's it's like it's old stuff mm -hmm. uh kind of gets thrown in there for the pc game pass i could see that happening very quickly mm -hmm. but overall i i don't i think that microsoft has like a game plan like they have like what's coming out in game pass for the next six months already locked in and and ready to shoot anything mm -hmm. that gets dropped in extra would be a bonus but we still don't even know what's going on with call of duty this fall or this yep. winter yep. so i think it would be a really amazing announcement to see like some of those older call of duty games get dropped in with like a showcase just for the call of duty announcement mm -hmm. how did you know about the game pass being planned out for years did i tell you that no i have friends I have, okay, uh, so we have because okay. I learned that too. I learned that too a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, I thought I told you." Look no, at look, at I, I I have buddies that work at both <laughs> Activision Blizzard as well as like Obsidian, and and yeah. we talk. But a lot of that stuff is just stuff that like it's out there. Like uh, you know, most people know that these deals have to get done well in advance. Like if they see an indie game, there has to be a plan for that. You know, it, it doesn't just get like. Uh, you know, like, oh, hey, guys, by the way, I finished an indie game. Can we, can we throw in the game pass? They're like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on in. We're, you know, we'll, we'll throw in the announcement next week. It's like, no, that nope. stuff's like years in advance. Several, yeah, several devs that we've had on the show have wanted to be in game pass. Some of that got picked up in news, others not. And they, they can't get in. It's, it's booked it's for months and, and <laughs> it's a club yeah. <laughs> yeah vip lounge yeah phil spencer is a bouncer man matt booty is a bouncer <laughs> at the door phil spencer's in the vip room you gotta you gotta get in somehow if you if you want to be in that club <laughs> so we uh, todd oxter wrote in and, and i'm gonna scroll down on our notes here guys uh he says what do you think xbox has planned for gamescom they seem so enthusiastic about and, and that's enthusiastic about being there but we're just getting small announcements, merch reveals. Uh, are we going to get a Starfield custom Xbox? Seems like it could be a missed opportunity. I would bet that Gamescom is where you see a lot of these Activision Game Pass announcements. Would that be logical? Yes, but I don't yeah. think I don't think we're going to get it. I think we'll get announcements and I think it'll be like coming later this year. Yeah. I was going to say that I don't know if we'll get any drops at Gamescom, like boom, you know, coming, coming today or coming next week or anything like that. But there might be some announcement. We had this conversation uh, last week on the show as well, too, about Gamescom. Like how is how important is that to Xbox right now with, with everything going on? They've talked about it. We know their executives are going to be there in person. That's always a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, Phil doesn't just go everywhere. You know what I mean? So him mm-hmm. being at Gamescom, Sarah being there, Aaron being there is a big deal. So they typically announce like we, we get accessory announcements there every mm-hmm. now and then we get some game stuff. But so I, I can see that announcement fitting in a Gamescom. I just don't see anything dropping, like anything from the Activision Blizzard dropping there. But we might get something like Logan said about, you know, coming soon or coming early next year. You know, something along those lines is what I would think. It's got to be difficult to navigate now, given that you need to balance marketing and, and hype and spotlight on Forza, on Starfield, <laughs> and now this boost. And that yeah. is going to be difficult uh, because if you're going to package it as a subscription service game pass type announcement, like, Hey, game pass is the one, then you have to divide your attention between three. Should you have separate marketing for each one and just hope they all coalesce into a game pass? Or did you, do you make a commercial with all three and push it? What's the right strategy there? Blam. Oh man. So, I mean, COD sells itself. Do you really need to do anything with call of duty? Realistically? Right. Like we all know, you know, I I don't really need to push COD. I mean, yes, you can push it as part of the overall brand. Now it is part of Game Pass. I understand that. I mean, I don't think they need to do much with Call of Duty um, as far as that goes. I don't think there needs to be a big initiative. I mean, they've they've had the Call of Duty marketing rights before um, in the past for a, a very long time. So they're familiar with how that works. But now with it being part of Xbox, they, they will have to change the messaging a little bit. But I think COD will be fine. I, I don't necessarily think they need to do it all at L as one package. Um, I, p- people know that we, you know, that part of this deal being done, like people are excited about Call of Duty coming to Xbox. So people are aware of that already. So um, I don't know if they need to do it all at once, maybe separately. I'm, I'm okay with that as well, too. Um, like you said, I know, I know Logan, you brought up a great point because we don't know what's going on with the Call of Duty game this year. So how does that look? Does, does PlayStation still have the marketing for, for the game this year? Yes, they they've still got do. it. For, they've got it for this, this is the last one i believe that is just awkward like after the, you know we all know that they're a first party studio now but playstation still has the marketing issue so what do you do with that luke well, i you think know, you respect you... you respect it the way you did with ghostwire and and Deathloop. um i don't think there's anything wrong with that and xbox won't be upset that that's money in their pocket more than anything because the way this merger works is Xbox didn't buy Activision per se. They invested $70 billion into a product they then own. So it's money moving, but it's money moving internally once the deal is done. Um, And that's complexity beyond my understanding. But um, I mean, that's that's kind of what I see happening. Now, Logan, how do they balance Forza, Activision, and Starfield uh, come holiday time? What's your thought on that? Oh, that's that's simple. You got you got Microsoft. They got focus on Forza and Starfield. That is their that's their baby. They're going to let Activision uh, Blizzard King do their thing. They've probably already got a venue, hosts, guests, like uh, announcements, marketing stuff already planned out for Call of Duty. So like that's already their baby. They're just going to like Phil's just going to be like, all right, move forward with that. Keep it separate. We'll integrate it later, just like with any of the Activision Blizzards or with any of the um, Bethesda stuff that was like coming with Deathloop and them like they were handling theirs. And then it was like the next E3 time was when we got that announcement that it was going to be like a a Microsoft and a Bethesda showcase Mm -hmm. kind of paired together, not like merged together. I think we're going to see the same exact thing. I think they just want to let Activision kind of handle their marketing because 
they've already got a full team that does that on a regular basis. Like yeah. they already, I mean, they just announced like the Homelander uh, uh, bad boys stuff mm-hmm. for Call of Duty. So like their trains rolling on that. They're just going to, they're just going to continue forward with that. Sure. PlayStation's got the marketing rights for it for this year. That's fine. They're going to get that card. We don't know if that's going to even change like in the future. Like will Microsoft wanted to like, you know, my, if Microsoft sells exclusive content through Call of Duty to Sony, that's just more money in the bank coming to Microsoft. So and like, I don't need the marketing rights if it's in Game Pass. Mm hmm. So they're not that Thank marketing you. rights aren't as important. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I will expect that to change next year. Yes, uh, for sure. I'm also curious to know, will COD be in Game Pass? I've seen documentation to say, no, it can't be in Game Pass until 2025. Um, it can't be in Game Pass till X date, that date. I'm curious if those deals stick. Microsoft has a precedent of honoring them, but Sony doesn't want to, clearly doesn't want to fund Microsoft in any way, shape or form. Uh, we've seen that as well. So I'm curious if anything shifts or changes. I do expect the back catalog of COD games to make their way uh, into Game Pass, and that's exciting. There's a lot of fun to be had there in terms of single-player stuff. But the big COD, Warzone's already free uh, for people to play. It'll really just be the multiplayer component that I think the majority of gamers would get excited about. But once you can get COD on Xbox box and in the commercial, I think the game changes. Yeah. And I, I just want to address something, too. You brought up the relationship with X, Xbox and Sony. That's never going to be the same ever again, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, after this HTC stuff, <laughs> the way PlayStation acted, you're literally the sole opposition. You're the biggest reason why. I don't say the biggest reason, but you're the sole. You were the biggest sole opposition of this entire deal. And you showed your butt the entire time. There's mm-hmm. no way they can do business the same way. They literally, all, with all mm. the information that came out, all the emails, everything that Jim said, there's no way, you know, so I'm curious to see what the relationship is going to be after this, if they deal with them in more of a matter of fact, like strictly business, like we're not doing you guys any favors anymore. We're not, we understand you're the market leader, but you know, we're not like, it, it has to be different now. There's no way they could come to the table and look at each other the same way after everything that's come out. So I'm interested to see that too, Luke. How is that going to go? You know, with Call of Duty, how are those negotiations going to go? Is Phil going to be cutthroat? Like, you know what? Forget about you guys. You know, you guys try to take the wind out of ourselves and make it hard on us. You know, we don't really want to do business like that with you anymore. Who knows, though? That's one thing I want to see, too. Logan, did you see Steven Totillo reporting uh, that the top three games on on playstation were modern warfare 2 modern I warfare told you 2 about this last night was that oh was that you yeah, that told, told me you, about that last <laughs> you told me yeah. okay logan tell the people tell the people about this then please it was so funny dude shout out to steven Tatillo for a, a killer tweet man but he, he literally talked about how the top ps5 game that was downloaded uh for 2022 was modern warfare the top ps4 game that was downloaded was modern warfare the third most downloaded game for sony playstation players was minecraft microsoft is the biggest third party (laughs) (laughs) publisher right now for sony games and at that point you have to just sit back and laugh like i honestly and and to, to pick up on what bland was talking about honestly the relationship between uh phil spencer and jim ryan that is still going to be like good good friends kind of buddy buddy they're business guys they understand what their jobs is and they're going to work the best to kind of get what they what they want out of uh the consumers which is is loyalty right but 
this is a great opportunity for Microsoft to continue to offer the olive branch. You know, you just turn the turn the other cheek, man. Don't even don't even let this get bitter. Don't let it get spiteful. Like Kodak is like, no, nah, I don't want to deal with these guys anymore. I'm done with with Sony. You know, that's Kodak. Phil's not Kodak. And I love Phil for that. I think Phil could continue to offer the olive branch to Sony to continue to be like, hey, if you guys want to put this on your surface uh, and, and, and go toe to toe on Game Pass, that's fine with us. You know, keep keep letting them have all these deals, all these offers, these opportunities to 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 get a, a light or to, you know, to be a good person, to do the consumer positive thing um, and, and really kind of just embolden that like, hey, it's better when we all play and, and just stick to that mantra. Now, what's interesting for me to see is, okay, leadership going forward, uh, where we've seen Sarah Bond take a lot of spotlight lately. We found in court documents that Matt Booty has been doing an uh, exceptional job at advocating for Xbox Studios, which uh, without the insight, even I was questioning at one point, which is full testament to the fact that some of us are just talking out of our ass. We need to be cautious (laughs) of that. Um, But... I wonder now if Sarah Bond isn't the right person to take over at Activision, isn't to, to to step in and kind of head up the restructuring, the streamlining, the cleanup crew. I think she'd be a great face for it. She's clearly shown in multiple situations, court case, gamer friendly, on the, on the E3-esque show stage, yeah. she can handle herself. Um, it'll be neat to see how they... Uh, adapt this going forward with Activision playing such an important role. Uh, this is truly Phil Spencer's legacy. He repaired yeah. the Xbox One hardware, got Game Pass as a service, uh, brought in Bethesda, brought in In Exile, Obsidian, brings in Activision. Uh, truly, it might be time for him to step back once this is yep. done yep. and let others fill that role. Nah. Yep. I <laughs> I've always so so we've always had this idea that Sarah Bond was being groomed for that position anyway. Like at least on our show, me, Fuzz, Pong, we've always had this weird idea that she was being groomed for Phil's job because it always felt like it. she's such a perfect. I mean, she could do the, the she could be head of Activision Blizzard as well too. She fits any type of CEO role. She definitely has the the disposition. She has the confidence. She knows how to speak in front of people. She's relatable to consumers. She doesn't feel. Um, so far off she's always been a, a a great job balancing you know she posts about actual games and playing video games it's not just a bunch of corporate talk you know what i mean she's a real gamer as well too so that's a good thing but i've always had this idea that she was going to be the head of something whether phil stepped back or was that you know bobby kotick takes his check and go rides off into the sunset um you know one of the two jobs i think she's a great 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 person for either job honestly yeah, I, I'm 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 at that point where I'm like, you know, if if Sarah wants to take the reins of Activision Blizzard King, I think that would be a better fit for yeah. what Microsoft's culture is. Uh, and knowing Mike Yabara and knowing what they tried to do post Boys Club um, with with Blizzard, where they they hired two people to take over uh, for that, and the the lady that w- that was there, you know quietly recused herself from that position because it was just not going to change anything there. And and Mike has done a, a good job of trying to kind of like grab the reins of this. Uh, but having Sarah Bond like installed into the Activision Blizzard would really kind of set a, a kind of a, a bar, 
you know, this is the quality that we want of the games. This is also the quality of the culture that we want from Xbox employees. And that needs to be something that comes from the top down. So I would love to see Sarah take over that and then have that be like the step up into head of Xbox and stuff. But honestly, at this point, whatever she wants to do, you go, girl, because I am 100% behind her being like the head of whatever the heck she wants to be. And I think Phil would do right by allowing her to be in whatever position she wants and let her have full control of it. Because I, I trust her to understand what it is that gamers are hoping to get from these companies. And so far, these companies are still managing to deliver what gamers are hoping for, for the most part. So it's like, I'm, I'm fine with them continuing where they're at. I don't want to see Phil go anywhere for a while. We just, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get into it, but we just found out Major Nelson's leaving yeah. Yeah. after like 20 years of 20 being years. With, my, with, with Xbox and stuff. And it's like, I'm not ready to let go of Phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nor am I. Nor am I. I. I was asking in a logistical sense, would he want to step back? <sighs> you know, like the president that's Maybe. nailed it for two terms. Do mm. they go, you know, you know, like, do you want to stay in the limelight somehow? And um, it's very rare that in the gaming space, uh, individuals can be so uh, ingratiated by so many people. I think I can think of Reggie, Shuhei Yoshida, mm-hmm. Sean Layden, Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond. That's a very small, that's about, Todd, it, yeah, that's about it in terms of, of first party. Um, you can make a case for Todd Howard, uh, but you know, that's, that's kind of that third party esque. maybe is it for, you know, cause part of his legacy is outside of uh, first party, but nonetheless, it'll be really cool to see where some of these people go because I feel invested in Phil's success. I feel invested in Sarah's success as I did Shuhei's and, and uh, Sean Layden's at one point, like Reggie, there are some people that just connect with gamers and can still play the game yeah. on the level they need to play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, I got to make sure we give Phil his flowers too, man, because he, he, when he, when he got handed this thing, it was a hot mess and people oh, yeah. don't want to acknowledge that people act like he got it. He got handed, you know, like he, like he was handed this in the middle of the 360 generation at their peak. That wasn't what he got handed in 2015. Mm-hmm. He got handed Xbox in the worst possible shape. It had probably ever been in probably since Red Ring of Death. So mm-hmm. and he was able to turn the entire ship around. He took all of the bumps and bruises along the way, all of the criticism like a champ. You know, he always showed up to the interviews. He always took the tough questions. And he's we are reaping the benefits of, um, you know, essentially his um, ability to make the right decisions. He spoke to Satya. There probably wouldn't be an Xbox if he hadn't convinced Satya that they still needed Xbox. This Xbox was still relevant, right? At least that's mm-hmm. what we heard from that mm-hmm. meeting or conversation that supposedly took place. You know, the Xbox was teetering on the edge and he made it happen. So this is a culmination of all of the hard work, not just Phil, but him and the entire team, because it's not just him, it's the people he put around himself. He built mm-hmm. a team around himself as well, too. A lot of people have come and gone. And it didn't always look good, but ultimately the people that are there now are the people that should be. And we're seeing, we're reaping the benefits of that, especially if you're a fan of Xbox. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Luke, we need a shirt that says faith in Phil. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good one. oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm calling King over at Iron Lords. And I'm like, bud, I got a new, I got a new idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> they got, no, no, King, King's got his own, like the he's taking over. Yeah. Iron Lords, like, like, yeah. you know, Cog's got to look out. <laughs> no, we need faith in Phil. That's faith our, that's Phil. our yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be our first merch for XCP, right? Nice, mm. nice. <laughs> faith in Phil. I love it. Uh, gents, 
despite this being the biggest news story in gaming in a long time, there were other really cool things that took place uh, this past week. And I don't want I don't want some of those things to be forgotten. The first of which uh, is a huge moment, especially for me, because this was something I've been asking for for years at this point. Official announcement by uh, EA. They've got a new studio called Cliffhanger. It's led by Kevin Stevens, who people uh, may know from Monolith Productions. Uh, They made Shadow of Mordor. Uh, It is official in production. This is a Black Panther video game. It is a a third-person action title. I am so stoked for this. I have been asking for a Black Panther game for (laughs) a long time. Uh, it's official. It's happening. Uh, no idea when this would announce. It's in the very early stages. Or, I'm sorry, come out rather. Very early stages. But boys, uh, you could do a lot with Vibranium in terms of gameplay. Christopher Judge did a great job stepping into Chadwick's uh, you know, huge shoes that were left in the wake of his his passing. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so stoked for this one. I'm stoked for this one. Awesome. I'm, I'm hyped too. I can't wait. I mean, that. Between that and the Iron Man, um, I'm super excited. As long as Iron Man uses the anthem mechanics, well, that's a whole nother conversation. There you go. But anyway, there you go. Uh, <laughs> as long as they do, as long as EA does the obvious thing, right, Luke? Exactly. <laughs> See? See? That's right. Come on now. Anthem you was great. People be hating on Anthem. It was. It was. No, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Was great. Gameplay was good. Design was terrible. <sighs> the design was perfect. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we're splitting hairs, Logan. I, I get, I get where you're going. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a lot to do. So, with a game like Anthem, you ha- content is the key. You got to show me where I'm going. They didn't show people where they were going. You built this great world. It's large. It's fun to fly around in with great yeah. mechanics, but you didn't give me enough to do. You didn't give me I, anything to do. You gave me a bunch of repetitive stuff, and then you didn't really <laughs> give me a roadmap. And then you know, a, the loot wasn't great. The drops, there was a lot of little stuff. It was a, it was death by a thousand cuts. Logan. It was yeah, that's what it is. It, it was it was all it was the eighteen load screens to get from the mission yeah. table out into the world. <laughs> it was the two different hubs to try and do multiplayer versus single player. It was ah. the really weird facial animation with the very stock bodies. <laughs> that you're talking to everyone and they're not really like they're kind of hey, it's man. like barbie <laughs> this is 18 months man they got they got it out in 18 months right well, I'm so not, I'm, i don't i don't begrudge the teams that had to to gruel on that yeah. and i love i love the gameplay loop as as it is but yeah bro we we it's like the red ring of death like the the 360 was a fantastic generation we cannot it just like glaze over that red <laughs> ring of death that was an issue <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But with that being said, uh, the the Black Panther game, be back on topic here. Uh, I'm excited. And once again, um, I, I don't know what I want from these superhero games, Luke. Like, it's been so long since I've been invested in a superhero game, Luke. I have no idea what I want out of this game. But third person is a great start. Christopher Judge, that's another check mark for me. Um, the team, obviously, like you said, they had a monolith, which is a great pedigree, right? They got They make phenomenal games. Um, so that's a good start. So I'm excited. I mean, I just love the fact that we're getting one. Like I had no idea like that this was even a thing uh, up until fairly recently. So I, I love the fact that we're taking this uh, initiative and going this direction. I know that the Chadwick thing is a little strange, but I think everybody's kind of through that now. I think Christopher Judge is going to do a phenomenal uh, job. Well, as well he's not too, officially so. announced for it. I'm saying oh, I want Chris. Oh, you're, that was your nomination. Is what you're saying. Oh, okay, I got it. I'm, okay. You, you know, you're good because I mean... 
Patrick, I'm uh, sorry, Chadwick Boseman made that character. Yes. That's, yes. it is an incredible written legacy in comic books, but that character came to life through Chadwick's acting. And Facts. for Chris Judge to step in, and anybody, and I said this on Cast Co-op, anybody that hasn't doesn't know it, if you play Avengers as a single-player game, you got a competent third-person action game. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like the Anthem problem. The loop is not there. Yeah. But the Black Panther expansion in Avengers made for a really fun action game, single-player, mm-hmm. and it teased what could be if the resources were properly put there. But Chris Judge took the that um took that character of t'challa and made it his own Mm, and and created a good version of black panther that stood next to chadwick's and that's a that's a tall order so i would love to see him yeah and i was going to ask you that too as a fan of avengers i i don't play avengers i didn't play it that that much i dabbled in a little bit but you know for you what is your expectation luke because you've played avengers you like you said you've played that dlc you saw the possibilities realistically you know like where are you at as far as black panther uh the fact that it's third person is already the win vibranium is such a versatile catch-all technology Mm -hmm. in comic books that you can do a lot with it and realist of real talk and i say this knowing that i have a bias towards the arkham franchise but if you get a world uh that that is fleshed out. You're not just in Wakanda, or if you are just in Wakanda that you bring in some, some notable uh, cameos and such, you could truly have an Arkham game mm. you could, in the best ways with black Panther, because black Panther operated uh, as a very intellectual character that we mm. didn't really get to see in the, the MCU, but he's a thinker. He's smart. He's tactical. He's wise. And if we, if we see, that smart tactical wise character in conjunction with vibranium technologies, uh, you could do a lot of really cool Arkham style approaches where you're sneaking up on and stealth taking down groups, but also brawling and putting the full might of your suit uh, to work. And that's what I'm really Mm. stoked to see. Um, And that's what I hope happens because I've got MCU fatigue I've got superhero <laughs> movie fatigue Everybody and I'm a diehard does. hero fan, mm-hmm. but the gaming space it's it's, we haven't really gotten en- enough top tier, consistent, yeah. uh, unified vision games. We've got Spider-Man, we had guardians, but then like whatever suicide Squad's going to be uh, Gotham Knights disappointed, despite my love for it. It's not what we wanted it to be. Um, I really hope that this, this nails that, that front. Um, Logan, I don't think we got to hear truly about your thoughts on the Black Panther game. First off, shout out to Jedi Survivor for making this a thing that can happen with EA. Yeah. Because if not for Jedi Survivor doing so well. Fall in order. Fall in order. Fall in order. I was going to say, yeah. Honestly, both. Really shout out to Vince Ampella. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's bringing single player back to EA. And EA is having faith in that now that knowing that we're getting a Black Panther game excites me because I absolutely like if because of the Black Panther movies, like Mbaku is like one of my favorite characters out of that out of that series, that IP, (laughs) man. He is like, I love that dude so much. No, I'm kidding. We are vegetarians. So, yeah, he's (laughs) great. I love him so much, man. So I, I would love to have like 
Shuri and some of these other characters like come into this world because like even with like Killmonger, man, like Killmonger, like it's it's just the the world is so ripe. Like we haven't we really haven't invested a whole lot into the Black Panther yeah. uh franchise and anywhere. So like getting to have that is it's such a cool premise. It's like, why didn't we dive into this like sooner? Why didn't we give this the time of day? Uh, and it feels, it we feels know like why. Sadly. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> so we know we, why. Logan, we used to get a ton of superhero video games, like on yes. 360. Before that, we got, yeah. so it, but a lot of them were just here's a license, make the game. That was it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Oh, I was there slinging the uh, the Hulk uh, movie tie-ins, the the X Men Two movie tie-ins back in mm-hmm. the PS Two days and the mm-hmm. GameCube days. Like it's, a, it's the only sh- spider-man game on xbox one boys <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. so but like yeah i i like th- this is a game that i'm excited for and the fact that they're doing a third person single player game i hope that ea doesn't feel like it needs to be a 60 hour game uh i hope they're able to go with like a shorter game and just like plan on this being a franchise plan on it being like a sequelized uh, franchise for them and ip get the rights for it and stuff and do justice to it play around with the mechanics play around with the cast have a really good writers um telling really compelling stories if that's what this is intended to be because that's just going to pay homage not only to the 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 uh comic creators who who invented the the, the entire ip but also to chadwick and and, and bringing a legacy beyond what he started uh, to, to help give kids a place to go for, you know, for, for, for African-Americans, for Africans in general, yeah. just being able to have that is, is so cool. And, and actually getting a game like soon, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so excited. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as much as I am like Wolverine. I'm curious. I have a question for you too. Who would be your who would be the villain in your Black Panther game? If you guys had a choice, because he has a pretty good rogue gallery too. I really want Killmonger? Michael B. Jordan. I really want Michael, <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan to like do Killmonger, man. I'd be like, just oh, Killmonger. Okay, cool. That's hot. Ooh, right. <laughs> I love his story. His story yeah. is honestly like the villains make movies, and mm-hmm. his story is it's it's one that you can empathize with and yeah. understand. But it's it's always that thing where like the villain is just a hero that's just gone a little bit too far, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and and. Killmonger is like a, a perfect starter for this kind of thing. Like I, it, it's the reason why Batman has Joker and, and Black Panther has Killmonger. And it is a it's the one that you should start off with. Go strong, keep it within the story and just tell a really good game or just make a really fun game built off of that. But that's just my There's, opinion. It's also kind of a bummer that uh, Craven is being used in Spider-Man. Yeah, because he yeah. would have been a good one. I, just, I was going to be one. I was going to say Luke. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and that's true. White Wolf would have been cool, but that's Bucky, and you don't. We don't know how he's being used in Amy. Uh, oh my gosh, Amy something's <laughs> Pascal. That's not right. Um, I can't remember who you're talking about. I, it's it's she worked at Sony. She made Uncharted. I'm just blanking. Oh, oh, oh um, yes, Amy Hennig. Hennig, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, because she's making a Captain America game where he's gonna have uh, kind of a couple people around him, and it's set in a time. Uh, where I would imagine Bucky is being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, Namor is kind of one of the ones that uh, mm, is kind of a, yep. a primary villain. But yep. d- if you introduce Namor, you have to introduce 
uh, a lot of other things. That's Same true. with uh, <laughs> you can do Claw, I guess. But what version of Claw would be interesting? Because we've seen that the Avengers version, we've seen the MCU version, which are very different. Um, there's one more that I'm thinking of. Uh, because because Panther crossed over with the Fantastic Four a lot, so you could do like mm-hmm. Doctor Doom or something. But I mean, um, Baku's right there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I like Baku. I don't want him. To be I know, I do too. Yeah, yeah, you don't want him to be the villain, right? Yeah, he takes the charm away. Well, yeah. What it, so? What if he's like the villain for half of the game, and then it, there's like a turn? The turns are fine, but it can't be like, say, I didn't like the turn in Jedi Survivor, which I won't spoil. Sometimes a turn is so easy to see. It's like, all right, come on. Um, it depends. It depends on how it's done. And this is a long way out, but uh, you're right. Villains do make a game. The villains do make a story, I think, yes. uh, in the superhero world. So um, let's go ahead and move away. A uh, couple smaller stories before we get to the ID at Xbox showcase. Super stoked that a uh, new DLC is coming to the sh- uh, Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I think it's funny. The reason I bring it up is because on our show a year ago when I interviewed the, the people, it made news that the director said there won't be DLC. And then they came out and they were like, well, we're not saying never, but like XCP got cited in that. Uh, so here's the news of the DLC. Uh, the Game Pass family plan, there was a preview going on in Ireland and Colombia that is ending with no word on it going worldwide. Uh, interesting to kind of see what happens on that front i know a lot of people were hoping for a family plan i wonder if abk has anything to do with why it is or isn't happening in a timely event um and the gex trilogy is officially announced that came in a limited run uh showcase that is coming to all platforms i'm excited because i like gex as well (laughs) did any of these three stories do anything for you guys anything you wanted to note on them they're smaller by design say that again nope (laughs) <laughs> I was say I was just curious if any of those rang a bell for you, but because they're smaller stories, yeah, I just no. thought the Shredder's Revenge thing was cool because we were cited cool. as saying no DLC, and then they were like, "Well, maybe." And now there's DLC. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, did you guys see that in the ABK news, uh, Microsoft had forecasted for both Indiana Jones and Starfield to each do 10 million copies over really? on PlayStation. Yeah, on PlayStation Five, and I will. I laughed out loud because Starfield, absolutely sure, I can see it. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones, get friggin' real. Yeah, no, I that, don't think. Yeah. No. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from the this because I'm I'm an old guy. So you guys, the the younger crew, you can talk oh, about no, the, I'm, the I'm, not I'm relevant an old guy too. So I'm probably the oh. oldest person here, actually. So well maybe maybe not I don't know but um we're old <laughs> we're old Blam yeah we're old Lo- yeah we're old Logan's like forty five or something oh god never mind <sighs> no, I'm just kidding Logan how old are forty one forty one we're close we're close Logan so I'm I'll be forty in December so we're right there mm. I'm right um, behind you guys I'm right yeah. behind you guys <laughs> but yeah I mean oh I lost my train of thought holy moly what was I saying Indiana well, Jones Indiana Jones so that's that's strange it's funny because considering what's going on with the movie at this current point in time right there's been this huge drop off the movie started off fairly well there's been a gigantic drop off you know at the theater with the movie so for them to project that that game's gonna sell 10 million or do 10 million or maybe they mean active users put 10 million people play it like try I don't it out. think so. I, no, they say it says sales, sales sales on PlayStation five and they, they, they were okay with nixing both versions 
Uh, no, no clue. Like that's not to say that they were in full production for PlayStation yeah. Five. It's not quite the, a Redfall experience. Yeah. But they were cool nixing a PlayStation element to these games in favor of boosting their own catalog of exclusives and Game Pass. Um, but to me, it's like Starfield. Sure. Yes. That's the successor yes. to yes. Elder Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't see a world where Indiana Jones gets it no matter how good like uncharted couldn't do that i was gonna say yeah like it's just it's tough like look at them like you said it's one let's just be honest it's an older ip it doesn't connect with the younger crowd that that plays Mm -hmm. a lot of these games nowadays so you're already behind the eight ball because you just don't have the you know the notoriety that you would have you know what i mean Mm -hmm. normally out of something like a Fortnite or something else so you're already starting you know minus five at that point so i just don't know i mean unless they have some kind of they go balls to the wall in the marketing or something crazy happens and even then i don't really know if it's if it's has that kind of reach as an ip altogether right i love indiana jones i'm 39 though i don't know if my 19 year old son loves indiana jones he probably doesn't right so it's just yeah I, don't, I find that hard to believe, Luke. Where do you think they got that number from? <laughs> I mean, honestly, look at if if they're saying that they were expecting this, expecting it to sell over ten million dollars. This isn't like the creator of uh, of um, oh shoot, Luke. What was that Dead Space uh, guy that made the he 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 was the original Dead Space guy and he made his game. He made the game. Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Lance Thank Cofield. You. Lance. So. He Lens said he was expecting 10 million copies for his game. That's his baby that he's selling that, right? Mm-hmm. This is Microsoft forecasting 10 million copies for Indiana Jones. If they're saying 10 million copies for Indiana Jones, I'm expecting a hell of a game, regardless <laughs> of IP. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I get where you at. <laughs> I see it, but also so the part that bothers me is I heard like a lot of the game is in first person, and I was like, uh. Oh. I got first person Xbox fatigue, man. Like they do a lot. <laughs> they do a lot of first person. I'm a third person buddy, guy. Buddy, that's what our bread and butter is. The, 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 like, the first party is do. Xbox. I mean, yeah, they, that's, that's kind of what they do. Yeah, the problem is the older I get, the worse I am at first person games. It's <laughs> <laughs> the problem. You got to do what I do and just turn that sensitivity down. Just sort of like. Yeah, yeah. Dude, um, I was playing Exo Primal last night. And I had to turn it down to like two. The sensitivity it was so you. bad. I was like, "This is my old man moment, bro." Like, this is really it for me. I had to turn it all it the way down, bro. I kept it at normal because I'm a youth. <laughs> I was I was looking for that ADS sensitivity for like all of the suits, and it wasn't there. And I was like, "I'm too lazy for this." Exo Primal is great. I love this it game. Love this it. is a video game. <laughs> my game. wife is playing it right now as we speak, Luke, in, my, in the bedroom. Right? Yeah. Now, Logan, he was dumping on it last night, weren't you? What are you talking about? No. I thought you didn't like it. I thought no, you didn't that like was it. Kevin. That was Kevin. Okay. Kevin was dumping on it. I like Exo Primal. We were having a good time, except yeah. y'all need to stand on the damn point. <laughs> Not <laughs> y'all. faster with five. Well, well, Okay, let's back right up here. Heal- okay, I was healing for one guy that wasn't in our team, and I went forward to help keep him alive. And y'all started yelling at me because I was the one that was yelling the previous match. That's what happened before the before the lies start coming out from Mr. Luke Lore. That's <laughs> no, no, what no, actually no. happened. Let's first of all let's let's stop all that. We've talked about some important things on this show, but nothing bigger and more important than the fact that Logan and this is true, Blam. Uh-huh. Logan played one bot match. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin, Clint, and I are all, we're several matches in. Logan plays one bot match, comes in, 
And then he starts giving directions. All right, we need to move here. Let's go here. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, Logan, Logan. Slow people. They're not moving forward when we got to move forward because we're behind. And they're not staying on point when we got to push the payload. It's like it's like they've never played Overwatch before. Oh, like, come on, goodness. guys. Oh, you know how goodness. this works. Look at Luke just shaking his head over there. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? <laughs> also, we played the we played the demo together when it came out too. Uh, so you can't tell me that it was like, oh, he played one game. Like we played the demo together. It was fun. I love that's that game. Hilarious. And let's be real, that's a perfect Game Pass game. It is. Yeah. It is. Nonsensical sh- dinosaurs popping out of wormholes, and you're shooting them in an exosuit. Um, I ended up spending the eight, nine dollars on the season pass to support same. the devs. Yep. Same. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I just wanted to support them because this is a fun game. And for all these immersive experiences that we're getting, uh, in gaming from God of War Ragnarok to Starfield to Zelda. Uh, Zelda yeah. I love that stuff, but sometimes I just want a game ass game, just a play, just a Play. Luke, and I was so nostalgic last night sitting there. It felt like I, you, I don't know if you remember this game. I know you do. You, you and Logan probably. Do you guys remember Earth Defense Force? Yeah, it gave yeah. me Earth Defense Force, but nothing but just ridiculous fun. It actually is borderline cringe, but I'm having so much fun that it doesn't matter. All the dialogue and the little cutscenes they try to make all over the top action, and mm-hmm. the one thing I can't get with is me not being able to talk. Um, me not having a voice, the character, your character. Uh, oh, I yeah, see. It, it, it's so awkward. They're having these full conversations, and you're just like just shaking your head and move. Like, just say something, man. Like, say yes or no, something. Like, yeah. why couldn't they give us a voice? But anyway, besides that, it's just unadulterated, pure fun. I don't even need to think. Shoot, heal, shoot some more, heal, run around. That's what I enjoy to play sometimes. Same. Same that just turn your brain off. Yeah. And that's been like, I've been doing that with, with a couple different games, just turning my brain off mm-hmm. now. Cause I don't need the heavy experience. I, there's a place for that in my gaming pantheon, but it is nice to just turn off and go, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, so that was fun for sure. Um, before we talk about the ID Xbox showcase, which was legitimately quite good. Um, I want to invite listeners of XCP. We have a mantra at XCP, find the fun. Uh, and several of our Discord members are putting together videos. I want to invite everybody to do this and send them to me. Uh, a 20 to 30 second video uh, about what find the fun means to you. For me, it's oftentimes playing a piece of art, a double A game, a, an indie game that doesn't always get the spotlight, but that people have created for us to enjoy. For me, that's finding the fun, going into Exo Primal and nonsensical and just having a blast. Uh, Court Lalonde, he was the first person to send his video. For him, it wasn't playing the AAA games uh, the most. He's finding the most fun playing smaller games with his daughter and having a fun experience there in video games. So anybody that wants to create a 20 to 30 second video, you can send it to me on Discord. Uh, I'm Luke Lore over on Discord, or you can email insipidghost at gmail.com. I'm going to get a collection of them over the next week. Put them into a video and put it out onto YouTube just for kicks uh, and enjoyment because gaming is meant to be fun. And that's kind of been our mantra at XCP. Uh, so anybody is invited to do that. Um, and I know our patrons are, are putting together stuff as well. So that's cool. All right, gentlemen, ID at Xbox Showcase. Unfortunately, FTC News came out on the Tuesday that this showcase <laughs> went live, uh, which is a bummer. But I thought this was a pretty darn good showcase. I was stoked because Axiom Verge 2 came uh, to to xbox and everspace 2 uh was spotlighted and i of course have a a direct tie-in on that one but 
Um, Logan, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, what stood out to you in the ID at Xbox showcase? That was a, a big win. Dude, uh, Hellblade and Myth Force are like Hellboy. The, the, or Hellboy. What did Hellboy, I say? Yep. Hellblade. Say Hellblade. <laughs> 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 a little indie title. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hell, Hellboy and, uh, and Myth Force are like the two, dude. Uh, like, I love I love Hellboy. It's like such a cool world to live in and stuff. And this looks like it's straight out of the 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 graphic novels like the comics and stuff man and it's probably going to be lance reddick's last game that mm-hmm. we get from him um so i'm just like i'm i'm excited for that i can't wait to to jump in there it, it looks like kind of an evil west kind of of a feel um but i don't know hellboy is just it's it's cool i've always loved the movies i love the comics and stuff and this looks true to the comics which is is unique when it comes to like you know movie ip kind of uh a world and stuff like that and then myth force dude myth force just looks like <laughs> it looks like those old he-man cartoons man it looks like the 80s saturday morning stuff that i used to watch growing up and i mean if it's a co-op roguelike you know just kind of going around bashing stuff for fun um i'm there for it it looks great i just i think those those are two of my my like main ones there's some other good stuff in there too though uh, as far as like Everspace to Sea of Stars, obviously is going to be absolutely amazing. But mm-hmm. yeah, Hell, Hellboy and, and Myth Force are like my two uh, like kind of spotlights for me. What about you guys? Blam? Oh, okay. So for me, um, Hellblade. Oh, Hellblade. Jesus. Hellboy. Oh, sorry. Got it. We've done <laughs> it. The same thing. Hellboy. Hellboy. Um, Vampire Survivor getting four player couch co op was awesome. Yeah. Now me and my wife and you know two kids can all play together and and. Uh, my Xbox would probably blow up. I don't know how we're supposed to play on one system, though, with all the, the madness going on. Um, <laughs> but so there's that. Um, what else was good? What else was good? Man, so many cool games. Uh, Stumble Guys looked fun. Um, what else? You, you mentioned another. Sea of Stars, obviously. Uh, I'm not really into turn-based RPGs, but that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that game as well, too. Uh, let me think. Let me see. Uh, Myth Force did look cool. I'm not going to lie. I've, I, I'm new to, to roguelites and like ARPGs, Diablo, that kind of stuff. I've only gotten into that stuff maybe the last year or so. So I'm I'm playing everything like that's a roguelite. Everything that hits Game Pass, it's like a roguelike or ARPG. I download it just to see what it is, to see if I like it. Because um, I'm really into, in, into those games now. So that's a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, let me see what else they got. Uh, there was one other one that I saw. Oh, Everspace 2 as well. That yeah. looks uh, phenomenal. Obviously, they're going to build on the first Everspace, which is a, a, a severely underrated game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Everspace 2 looks like it's just taking that, everything that they've made, and you know, building on top of that and making a, a larger experience. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's dope. So Everspace, Logan, did you want to say something? Oh, I was going to say, it, it looks like what uh, Starlink um, was kind of building but it mm-hmm. just looks like it's a lot more realistic and it looks like there's there's a lot better systems in place than what mm-hmm. Starlink was going to do. Because I was I was like, turn around, I was like, what the heck is that name of that game with the Star Fox and the R-Wing mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Starlink was really good. Everspace 2 looks fantastic, though. At the risk of being self-serving, I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it yet, but we I did have on the developers of Everspace 2 uh, this past week, and that made news uh, because the... And it was cool because like Windows Central and... Uh, a bunch of news outlets picked it up. Yeah, congrats, Luke. I saw that too, by the Thank way, you. man. That's awesome, brother. Thanks. Yeah, I, re- I read the uh, Windows Central uh, uh, summary. I didn't I didn't watch the, 
the, the, no, the thanks. video. <laughs> thanks, Carlos. <laughs> um, I'm I'm stoked for Everspace too, though. Like real talk, because it's ditched the rogue, no, the procedural generated like rogue. Yeah, rogue they got the handcrafted planets now. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all very structured. It's a single player, li- more linear experience, mm-hmm. but it's a Diablo loop. And which means like you're upgrading your ship, you're upgrading yeah. your loot as mm-hmm. you go. Um, and it is kind of that uh, Star Lancer, Rogue Squadron, Starlink flying, mm-hmm. which I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar mm-hmm. to it. Little stuff like, you know, the turrets on your wings, you can customize with infinite combinations, but like they'll track the enemy as you're shooting. And um, I, the game looks beautiful uh, and, and it's coming to console, which is where yeah. I want to play. It's out right yeah. now on PC Game Pass. Anybody can go play it. But come into console. That's where I like to play my games. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. The Sea of Stars, uh, again, self-serving. Terry Boulanger has been on the show twice. Um, really cool to see that. Hellboy, I agree. Logan, mm-hmm. the Web of Weird. That just looks cool. Looks cool. The art style. Yeah. 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 Can, um, I, yeah, can I jump on the Axiom Verge thing? Because I know you, you want to talk about that a little bit, but... Dude, the Axiom Verge games, I've been waiting on those for like a, a sale on Switch forever. Like I mm-hmm. just they they're just just above like my impulse buy. So I'm constantly like waiting. Like I go to Deku Deals every once in a while to check for a few games. But Axiom Verge 2, hearing the feedback from that developer, what what he built with the first one, and then what he took from the lessons that he that he learned from the first one and put it into the second one, so that the second one is a lot more uh uh accessible as far as like being able to actually like complete the game mm-hmm. um i'm stoked that this is coming to uh xbox because it is it is going to be like one of the best metroidvanias that people are going to be able to play on xbox right now mm-hmm. that may not have ever heard of axiom verge and they would be missing out if they did not give this the time of day i played the heck out of it on my vita and on my ps4 um mm-hmm. There was a window of time where I wasn't sure which platform, but it was definitely PS4. Um, I played the heck out of Axiom Verge. I bought the bundle. You can get the both games together for 35 bucks. Um, it's about a 15-hour experience in the first and second one, so you're getting 30 hours there. I would say get that bundle. Tom Happ's a really cool dev. I would love to have him on. Um, I reached out. Well, who knows? But like, uh, I, I love his story, his personal story with Axiom Verge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I'm so glad this is on Xbox now. I hope Xbox gamers uh, receive and welcome Axiom Verge because there have been a few times where developers won't come to Xbox and then when they finally do, the dividends aren't paid. Yeah. Uh, and this is not in Game Pass. So, you know, I hope people do support it. I'm stoked. I bought that one right away. Got, got that bundle. I, I missed one to too, Luke. Uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the other one. That I'm looking forward to as well. Three v four, obviously, you know, based on the the, the movies, um, it looks mm-hmm. amazing. Game looks. I, I'm not really into horror games like that, but I, I'm down for something like this. I, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's Game Pass either, but um, this this might be one I give a try. Uh, looks fun, man. Check. Like, yeah, I think it is Game Pass. Let me, let me is it? It might be. I don't see it in the article here. Um, they don't mention it, but it could be. I may, maybe I'll, I'll look that one up. Um, but Logan, I want you to do me a favor and introduce our next topic. The ant stream third party 
platform. Oh uh, yeah, cloud because you and I debated, talked about it, and then you looked into it a little bit further, as did I. So, so, so yeah, so AntStream Arcade is coming to Xbox. Um, this is the first time for Xbox. If you guys don't understand what this is, it is uh 1,400 games. If I looked at this right, I'm gonna pull up the thing because oh, I know holy. in our notes it says uh 1,300, but I got the website pulled up. Okay, so yeah, it is. It's over 1,300 games in 600 mini game challenge. Uh, but this is, it's a, it's effectively like a good 10 to 15 consoles worth of games that most of them are going to be third party, uh, where the licenses can, can be acquired, but you've got a lot of the classic, um, PCs that, that came out across the world that are going to be made available. Uh, you've got NES, uh, SNES, um, Game Boy, you've got some, uh, Genesis stuff in there as well too. uh, just uh, PlayStation titles as well um these are all going to atari yeah atari's a really big one as well too uh a lot of these are going to be coming uh via streaming through third-party cloud services for the first time so this is the first time we were actually seeing like x cloud kind of doing cloud streaming for a, a, a publisher or a game that isn't first party which is kind of crazy this is launching on july 21st uh, it's going to be made available for an annual subscription of $30 or for a lifetime access of $80. This is streaming. It's not downloading directly, um, which is where I think kind of my issue is with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the, the, the $80 for a lifetime access. I don't think I've ever paid for a lifetime access for a, for a service, an online service that has ever out, you know, lasted my lifetime so far. Everything that I've purchased for sure. a lifetime access has all like died at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm like, okay, I've got the TMNT Digital Eclipse collection, like physical edition. I've got mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers, you know, uh, a bundle that they had on, on Switch recently that they had limited time for um, digital or like, like physical. Like I would love for these just to meet on the disc like these are not big games mm-hmm. these these could very easily probably fit all of them onto like one or two discs and i and i i just don't I, i'm glad that they're streaming they're going to be available for pc mac android nvidia shield amazon fire tv and the uh, atari vcs um they're already available there now you can get these in uh, europe uk us and can canada um but i just and, and there are some really good games in here. There's some good classic games in there. I'm not going to deny that. But the number of, of those compared to the vast library is it's it's a small percentage, right? And, and, and it's like, you know, do you need that many games? And what are you paying for for all of those games? It's going to hit different for everyone. But I'm glad they're being made available. Obviously, like having access to these games is really important. That's yeah. one of the things that I think I've talked about. Luke, you've talked about as well in the past is having access to games some in some manner on current gen systems is very important for game preservation right i just i, I don't like the monetization model for this um but that's mm. kind of like what AntStream arcade is is going to be and, and i'm just glad that it's being available i probably won't dip into this though what do you guys yeah. think yeah i'm i that's not i know i'm not gonna do that like i i mean listen i there's people out there that want to play the older titles and the older games it is cool to see the technology evolve i think that's the exciting thing for me uh logan and and luke that's what i'm getting out of this that it's cool to see cloud evolve and like you said this is a one-off situation that we haven't seen yet we haven't seen the cloud utilized for this specifically so it's kind of cool but that with that being said there is a bit of a 
30 bucks, you know, you paid, you get 80 for the lifetime. It's 1300. That's a lot of bloatware, right? Mm -hmm. Like just a lot of stuff that I'm probably not even going to bother. I might never discover like 80% of those games. You know what I mean? So like, what am I actually paying for? It reminds me of, you guys remember, you guys are both elderly and <laughs> i'm just playing but, um <laughs> we're, uh, yeah season i'm sorry I, uh, disrespectful um but if you guys remember when we had the xbla arcade back on like 360 yeah you guys remember that it was yep. uh, i mean i'm sure there was a thousand plus games in there too but a, a majority of it was just stuff that i would never even touch people just put stuff in there just because they could put it on a console so i get that same feeling all over again when i hear 1300 games mm-hmm. great that they got classics on there that people are going to find whatever they want but that's just not something me personally that I'm going to take advantage of because I know I'm not going to play probably 90% of what's there. I might find a handful of games that I play and I probably won't play them consistently. So it's a great proposition, though, for people that want to take advantage of that, People, the emulation crowd that that missed out on some of these games and want to be able to play them on the new hardware. But for me personally, I it is a bit of a uh, – yeah, I just don't think I'm going to – I'll put my money – yeah, I don't think I'll spend my money on that. Makes sense. Uh, I I love it in an in a game preservation sense. Yes, because we've yes. got so many games that are un, uh we're unable to play on modern systems. That's kind of what I was talking to Logan about a couple of days ago. Is that it just bothers me that we, there's so much we can't play. Mm-hmm. I like this service coming. I like that Xbox is allowing a third party streaming service to exist on their platform. That's the gaming future. Um, so I, I dig that. There are a couple of games in there that I'm interested. Like Super Star Wars is in there. Um, I think that's really cool. There's some games that we could discover. Would I get my money to invest, like money to time investment? I don't think so. Yeah. But to me, that's not the point. That's not the celebratory (laughs) approach here. The celebratory approach is you can now play these games in a more uh, accessible way on console. And that's what I like. Yeah. Um, I would play Super Star Wars. Would I go and beat all of them and, and whatnot? Probably not. It'd probably be like Goldeneye, where I go in, I play, have a ball nostalgically, and then go back to something that's that's more recent. But the idea that they're not gone is what I like. Yes. Um, and, and, yeah. and that's what I dig. And I reached out to Anstream. Uh, I would love to have somebody on. We'll see. I just sent the email yesterday. But, um, you know, like, w- what happens? Like, can games be added to the service? Could games be taken away from the service? Uh, yeah. how do you, does your progress say, let's say you do 30 bucks for a month and then you decide two months later, you know what? I want to do that again. Does, did all your progress save or did it go away? There's some logistical stuff I'm curious about, but the fact that this is happening to me is good. Uh, it, uh, you know, will you get the dividends paid in? I don't know about that one. That's yeah. That's a little up for debate. That's that's my biggest issue is is 30 bucks for a year, even at 10 percent of 1300 games, it's 130 games. Are there 130 games that you recognize on this list that you say, like, <laughs> yeah, I'd spend 30 bucks for these even at 5 percent? You're looking at what, 65 games? Mm-hmm. Are there even 65 games at 30 bucks that you'd play for a year? Uh, my backlog that- stares at me every single day as is without that even being a thing right so mm-hmm. like we have these problems already prior to this happening so like you know it, it's just it's daunting but like i said i think the biggest thing here if we want to look at this from the, the perspective and luke already stated the game preservation right that's the biggest w here is that we're we're actually able to continue to play these games you know what i mean we have the opportunity to play them on updated hardware uh do i see this you know, being a thing in the, in the, you know, having long legs, maybe, I mean, maybe enough people get behind it, 
Um, but I just I just know it's not something I'm gonna put my time into. I know I'm not gonna play those games. So yeah. I would I would love to have digital eclipse or limited run games make a physical version of this. Oh, that would be cool. That that would be I would, well. really cool. That's where I would spend the eighty is how what would you sell it for? Oh, I I'd I'd spend honestly I'd go sixty if I had my 60? I would go really? 60 oh. just for the sake of like having these physical locked in. That's a, that's a, you know, that's, that's yeah. money in hand right there. Um, okay. I, I do think that a lot of these, they're, they're a lot of the money that's coming from these, from the subscription service and the lifetime access thing. I think that's going towards a lot of the, 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 the costs for streaming this content. Mm-hmm. I don't, if they were to actually do these like on a disc and whatnot, I think it would probably be a lot cheaper to produce. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, bottom line, I think this opens a door of possibility. Mm. That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yep. Boys, we're running long in the tooth, and I kind of expected that given that uh, we had such a big week of news, um, and we had to talk about Exoprimal and Logan's leadership in Exoprimal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do want to get captain. to a- yeah, you are the captain. That's fair. You know what? I take it back. Uh, we had a couple listener questions that I want to touch on. We won't do all of them this week. But uh, first, Matt Reed, uh, my my Fortnite buddy, reached out on Twitter asking us what Game Pass games he might have overlooked looking for hidden gems. Uh, Matt, we just put out a video on that on just mm. our YouTube. So if you are listening to this and you haven't checked out the YouTube side, uh, we did an Xbox wrap up with hidden gems from Game Pass. So check that out. It's really good. Uh, we have some some really fun gems for you to check out there. There's um, more than you would think to be. There's <laughs> more oh, than yeah. you would think, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, I think we addressed Todd's question about Gamescom and the potential of what we might see there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anubis asks, he writes in and says, are there any fond Gex memories that you have? Uh, I loved Gex. Enter the Gecko uh-huh. and uh, Gex in general on PlayStation is where I played it. Um, but I remember distinctly there was a, the Star Wars level and seeing parody for the first time <laughs> in general was gex so yeah, like i as a kid yeah. didn't know what parody was yeah um and then to see it in gex that's what i learned and so i'm excited for gex to come back you guys i'm excited to see it come back i didn't play it a whole lot i remember yeah. it like i remember it fondly but i didn't play it a ton but yeah i'm i'm, I'm always excited to see old ips come back it was left field too right luke there was no like there was no yeah. build-up announcement. There was no, oh, I got, you know, somebody told me last week in, a, in my DMs that this was coming. Um, I like stuff like this. Like, this is why I, I love the video game industry. Like, stuff like this can happen, and it it makes me happy. Now, I, I don't know how invested I'll be in a game, but I'm just excited for people like you, Luke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I get excited for people that are really into these things, and they get them out of nowhere. And, yeah, so, I'm you know, I'm, I'm more excited for the people like yourself that are really going to get in and play this game. But it's nice to see it come back, man. Agree. Agree. Logan, any Gex memories? Just the ads that I remember seeing in, in uh, the magazines. The magazine. I was going to say those those <laughs> electronic gaming monthly magazines. Mm-hmm. And yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember the Gex. I, yep. I, I was a Nintendo <laughs> boy, man. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't have a PlayStation or, or anything for a long time. So I didn't I didn't really jump into the Gex games, but I respect them for what they are. Yeah. It's cool. I like mascot platformers in general. That's yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. They're, they're great. <laughs> Uh, speaking of mascot platformers, Edward Varnell uh, wrote in over on Twitter, Edward from the Nintendo Power Block and Optional Opinion. Uh, he says, what would you like to see or receive from Double Fine? It seems Psychonauts 2 was released. They've just disappeared. Um, 
We know they're not working on banjo because they said they wanted to make their own thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I I want to see Double Fine be Double Fine. I was going to say, I don't care what they do. Let mm-hmm. them do whatever they're going to do. You know, he's a genius. It's Schaefer, right? Yep. Um, Tim he's Schaefer. a yeah. Tim Schaefer's a genius, bro. That's Psychonauts two was my game of the year that year. The year it came out. Um, I don't care what they're doing. Like let let them cook. Um, you know, even Psychonauts two people don't remember that game was originally crowdfunded. Then they got purchased. Then Xbox said, "Here, here's a blank check. Finish the rest of the game." The game didn't wasn't supposed to be what it was. Had Xbox not come in and and uh, bought them, um, the game was going to be probably a lot less uh, uh, just filled with all these cool features. But um. I don't know what they're doing next. I mean, they're a creative team. Um, is there another IP? Um, well, you said they're not doing Banjo. Mm-hmm. Maybe Psychonauts 3. I mean, that seems obvious, right? That'd be obvious. But who knows what they're doing? You got Brutal Legend. Wasn't there some kind of rumor about that coming back, Luke, at some point, maybe? I've heard rumors, but I don't know. Like, uh-huh. I could not tell you. That would be really cool, too. Did you play Brutal Legend, Luke? With Jack mm-hmm. Black? And you didn't play no. it? Oh, wow. Mm, it was okay. it was. It was fun. I, fun. I enjoyed really fun, I enjoyed yeah. the heck out. I was kind of taken back like halfway through when it turned into kind of like a Minecraft Legends. <laughs> yeah. I still really yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was a fun game. But I, I I don't really know. That's one studio that just fly under the radar. They fly under the radar, Luke, and they don't really mm-hmm. do a whole lot of talking. And, you know, you see them, they collect the little wars throughout the year, but like then they drop a, a, another awesome game. So I don't know, Luke. I have no idea. Like Whatever they do, I'm ready for it. So... There are some people I'll just say, let them cook, and there yeah. we go. Yep. You know, Tim Shea yeah. is one of them. What yeah. I would love to see is a sequel to Full Throttle. That's... I never played Full Throttle. Okay, so... A lot <laughs> of Double Throttle, Fine I didn't play. Point, point and click adventure, Lucasfilms games, Tim Schafer. Uh, it was it was like a dude on a motorcycle just being a, being a bad dude, just going out there and being awesome, you know, but I, I have, like, fond, fond memories of Full Throttle, and we got the remaster not too long ago, and... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind them dipping back into that. But with Tim Schafer, as long as they don't put any more like freaking uh, teeth levels in there. <laughs> yeah, they love the teeth, man. They I, love dude, that's what took me away from. Uh, I can't. Psychonauts. Yeah, I can't handle that. It, it, it triggers me. I don't know why. Really? It, 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 yeah, it's like it a white just, girl at Starbucks. It, it creeps me yeah. out. It creeps me out, man. Every time I like I, I, was, I was like looking at it and then there's gums and then there's teeth and it just. It just it's it's like a, it just reminds me of dentists already like and I think that's the thing is, is it just it, it reminds me of dentists and I don't like it I don't want to be near it it, it, it that's just, a new argument that is an I've never heard that at all Logan. I had the that's same cool. issue with uh, Trover saves the universe when there's 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 like a whole planet that is just like a flesh planet and most of it is all teeth and it just like ugh it just grosses me out I can't handle it so but yeah like I, I would just. I, I love what Tim Schafer does. I think he has a real passion for just being able to to create worlds and have fun with that, man. Like go, go, you know, sit in your corner and, and, and get some crayons and, and get creative and get messy and then come back in a, you know, five years and show us what other, you know, masterpiece you've, you've been able to churn out and just have fun with it. I'm cool. Dope. Dope. Well, boys, that's a good spot to wrap. We've already gone a little bit longer than I uh, expected, but in the best ways. Um, Logan, I know you've got a lot of stuff in in the hopper uh, as far as Keelhauled by way of your trip and also what's coming to Sea of Thieves. Let people know what's coming to Keelhauled. Uh, I'm going to be diving into some post-mortem for the Sea of Thieves Fest and Festa Legends. 
Uh, there's a ton of information dropped about Monkey Island. I've been playing through the Monkey Island games, just getting prepped for that first tall tale that's dropping next week. So Sea of Thieves news, tons of it to dive into. Looking forward to talking about that, plus some uh, listener questions and feedback that I got and the emails that I was I was uh, not able to get to last couple of weeks. So if you want to listen to a live episode of the, the podcast, that's out available from the actual SOT convention that we did. Um, so, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic listen. I love, I love being there and doing that. Those folks are amazing. London's fantastic to roam around on. So I'll be talking about that over the Keelhauled podcast. Just search Keelhauled or CFE's podcast. You'll find mine in there eventually. Awesome. Awesome. Blam, thank you for joining us. Let us know where people can find the shop podcast, uh, and find you on socials, man. Thank you. First of all, thank you, Logan, as well, too. Two of my favorite people, man. You guys are awesome. Much congrats and further success on the show. You know, you with your CFD's podcast as well, too, Logan. We can't forget. As well as XEP for sure, Luke. One of my favorite shows. I make sure I watch, and I tell Luke every time, I make sure I watch this every single week. Your Every video you do, Luke, just about, bro. I make sure I'm the noties, the noties are on and everything for sure. So Thank you. one of my favorites, bro. But um, yeah, uh PTK Blam, you can find me at the shop podcast host there. We will have a show later on today. You know, we got Mav coming to hang out, we got three bit coming to hang out. Lot to talk about this week. That's 6 p.m. AZ time, 9 p.m. EST. Uh follow me on Twitter, PTK Blam. That's probably the easiest way to keep up with stuff going on throughout the week. I do a poll on Mondays, all that cool stuff for the podcast. And if you want to play video games, PTK Blam on Xbox as well. But uh, thank you once again, Luke. Uh, thank you for the chat. Everybody, you too as well, Logan. I had a phenomenal time. This was awesome. Listeners, you can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. There are more interviews to come. Uh, figuring out who and when and how, because there's a lot happening. Uh, but we'll see kind of what happens there. You guys can check out my interview with the Everspace devs. That's up now. And Hive Social's founder uh, from a week or so ago. That's up uh, on the channel as well. And support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. It helps more than you know. Have a fantastic rest of your week, everyone. Take care.